Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Tuesday, 26 April 2022. Our bit today is taken from Romans 12, verse 2a, which says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, it looks like it's going to be a good Tuesday, but who knows? with the contrary weather patterns that now seem to exist. Yesterday began and ended with rain, with some sunshine thrown in for good measure in between. Things are just not what they used to be. Everything is now in a state of upheaval and controversy. What a good thing, though, that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means we can place our utmost trust in him to always react the same way under the same circumstances. And it's ever so important in this life to have something or someone that's steadfast and sure that we can depend on for good guidance and safe refuge that doesn't change from one minute to the next. And the one person who fills that position so marvelously in the believer's life is none other than the risen Christ. Give him thanks and praise for his selfless sacrifice on our behalf. He died for us, rose from the dead, and ascended back to heaven, where he now sits at the Father's right hand, advocating in our favor while his Holy Spirit dwells quietly, but purposefully within us to lead and guide us in his ways and desires. Now, that's the best hand we could ever be dealt in this topsy-turvy world, my brethren. So please, please, let's be wise and hold on tightly to it now, because the only other option available, that of Satan, and his evil ways is not a good one. Oh yes, his pleasures seem so wonderful on the outside, but deep down they are filled with misery and pain. His is just a facade to inveigle you to join in sin and foolish pleasures that in the end only bring pain and sorrow with death and eternal separation from our Creator. And that's certainly not something to look forward to. In fact, it's the worst thing that can ever happen to a created being. But the enemy wants us to go to hellfire and damnation with him. So he makes his stuff alluring and sensual, working on the weakness of our minds through the lusts of our flesh to bring us into his camp. And that's where it all begins and ends, friends, in our minds. For our minds are the battlefields of Jesus and the enemy. And whoever controls our minds controls our desires and behavior. Thus, it is imperative to take control of our minds and keep them going along the straight and narrow path outlined by Jesus and not the wide and destructive one used by the enemy. And that's why Paul seriously warns 
in his missive to the church at Rome, where he says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Yes, friends, we are to stop conforming to the evil and lustful pleasures and desires that this world now holds so dearly because they do not hold God's will for us. We must stoutly resist being poured into the mold of this world's value systems and thinking and therefore its conduct and pour our dedication to the will of God as spoken of by Bro Paul, the scholars tell us God's will refers to his purpose for the life of the believer. It implies his guidance or direction in all of life's decisions. Note, that's all of life's decisions. Dedication is an act of surrender or submission to his will for our lives whereby we become a living sacrifice. Daily dependence on God results in our transformation into the image of Christ. And as an illustration, they say, when we seek to discern the will of God, we must also be committed to doing the will of God as it is revealed in the word of God. And they offer reference here of John 7, 17. And as per the application, they say the believer should evaluate every decision on the basis of biblical principles, knowing that obedience brings God's blessings. And the first reference is Genesis 22:12, where the good book talks about Abraham's obedience to sacrifice Isaac. And the primary reference is Romans 12:1. And all the people, all of that simply means that living for Jesus includes all aspects of our lives without any exceptions whatsoever. And yes, that is oftentimes hard, especially for new believers, but it's something we must attain to, that we must set our sights on if we are to truly live for Him. And thus, Brother Paul wrote these words in his second letter to the church at Corinth, which was then undergoing a lot of controversy. He says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. And that comes from 2 Corinthians 5, 17-18. my people, those words, those are words for us to treasure and even more to follow. That's because when we come to Christ, all our old sinful behavior must be cast aside. That's left behind. And we must become new people in Christ, living the way he expects of us. The scholars explain that when a man comes into vital union 
with the risen and glorified Lord, he's a new creation. And they offer references there to John 3, 3, 15, 5, Romans 8, 1, and 9, Galatians 6, 14 to 15. And you must perceive Christ in a new way. Old things are passed away, indicates a decisive break with the old life at the moment of salvation. Behold, all things are become new, stresses the abiding results of the Christian's union with Christ. And we have references there to Isaiah 43, 18 to 19 and 65, 17, Ephesians 4, 24 and Revelations 21, 4, 5. Please take, check, a, check some of those references because it will give us a better understanding of what we are talking about. So yes, my fellow saints, once we come to Christ, we need to continually abide in him if we want to see the fruit of the Spirit develop in our lives. And Jesus made that quite clear through these decisive words to the disciples. He says, abide in me and I abide in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. <laughs> and that comes from John 15, 4-5. And I don't think that needs any explanation. For Jesus said it as clearly and simply as it could be put. Without him, we can do nothing. And that's a fact that should be written indelibly in our hearts and thus kept uppermost in our minds as we go about our day's tasks. And yes, I believe we have said enough for today. We have enough to consider and contemplate upon. So let's go home declaring, all right, yes, we spell declaring right. We're going home declaring our Tuesday mantra, letting the whole world know to whom we belong, lock, stock, and barrel. So as one strong and confident voice, in God's eyes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. That's who I am. And no one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world. Amen. And now, friends, it behooves us to go out and share that amazing love and friendship of Christ with others so that they too can come to know and love him like we do. Much love. And the postscript for today says, In Christ we put our everything because he is our everything. And that's the gospel truth, people. Christ is everything for us. So we can't get all that he has to offer unless we put 
our everything into him too. So let's start by doing that today. Now let's get out there living for Christ and loving people the way he does so that they too can come to love him and our world could be a better place for ourselves and our children and our children's children. And we pray all of that in Christ's mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.